It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What a win, what a way to start the road trip for the Orlando Magic, but it's not the big things. It's not Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner just going off as they have tended to do all year. It's not that that got the Magic over the hump. It's the little things you might not have noticed. Let's talk a little bit about it and how the Magic continue to build themselves into a winner. Let's talk about it on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 8th, 2023. My name is Philip Ross, and I am the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Philip R-R underscore O-M-D. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic take care of business against the Golden State Warriors, sweeping the Warriors, sweeping the defending champs this season with a big win on the road to open this five-game road trip. We will chat a little bit about the little things the Magic are doing that are leading to wins more and more. We'll highlight a few of those key plays and those key moments from this game. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first... We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NBA. This season for the Orlando Magic is about learning the process of winning. Um, let's, you know, like, if, you know, yes, we want to win. Yes, you know, the play-in tournament is just kind of like off there in the distance. And, and this is a young team that we're expecting to make mistakes. And so this season isn't necessarily about the results. It's about the process. You hear players say that. You hear the coaching staff say that. It's about the process. It's about this way learns and grows and experiences this process called winning. You make winning a habit. You know, talent obviously helps with that a ton. Um, but you learn the strategies. You learn the focus. You learn the intensity that it takes to win every single night in the NBA. This, you know, they say the NBA is a marathon. They say that it, you know, you, you can't get too high. You can't get too low. All those cliches we hear every team around the league talk about. This is a learned habit. This is a learned skill. This is something that. You learn how to handle emotionally and, and, and with your focus and, and, and all that. That's what this season is about. You know, we talked at the beginning of the season about learning and growing into winning. We talked, you know, we tried not to put a win total on the season. And obviously, we're nearing the mid midpoint of the season now. Um, we'll be at the midpoint of the season after Monday's game against the Sacramento Kings. We're we're trying to kind of we're we're trying to like 
see how this team grows. And, and, and through all the struggles that we had through the first quarter of the season into now this, this really, really strong second quarter of the season, which has turned into a, a fairly nice first half of the season, the consistent continued message is the point is to grow. The point is to keep getting better. The point is to have this team develop and experience success for the first time and go through some of those trials and tribulations, some of those late-game struggles. I talked about it uh, in the offseason that really this season is going to be about learning how to play the fourth quarter and learning how to play and be in those close games. This game Saturday night, and I'm five minutes into my segment before we even get to Saturday's game, this game Saturday night against the Golden State Warriors is just the culmination or is just the sign of how much this team has grown and gotten better. You're looking for a sign of whether the Magic are indeed learning how to win, are indeed learning how to put all these pieces together, this strong stretch in the second quarter, this strong stretch to start the game, strong stretch in the fourth quarter, to put those together for a full 48-minute effort. Saturday's game against Golden State was that effort, was that game. It's it's that proof positive. You know, the, the coaching staff has said, you know, when we're struggling, and, and they will struggle again like they did over the last couple of weeks, when they're struggling, we're going to put clips on of, of the first quarter against Hawks and say, see, that's how it's supposed to be. And everyone knows now they can do it and sustain it for a very, very long time. I suspect Saturday's game against the Golden State Warriors will get the same treatment. It will be the same way with this team. Because in a 115-101 win over the Golden State Warriors, yes, without Stephen Curry, still out with a shoulder injury, yes, without Klay Thompson, a very, very late scratch with knee, with a, with knee soreness. Um, and so you take that for what it is. But still, it, it's not about who the Magic are playing yet. Like, yeah, you know, you could you could come in and say, oh yeah, they beat him with they beat him without Stephen Clay. That that yeah, sure, like whatever. But it's not about that. It's about the process the Magic took to win this game. It's about the way the Magic did their work, played their game, stayed aggressive, stayed stayed composed, stayed in control to win this game. I was extremely impressed with how the Magic played and how the Magic won that game Saturday night. That was... One of the best wins of the season. And not, not because of the opponent, but because of the way the Magic played. So, Golden State hit eight threes in the first quarter. So, Anthony Lamb had a career high in a, in a spot start for Klay Thompson. So what? Like, I, I, was, I was watching at the, at, 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 the, at the Orlando Magic watch party with our friends from the Six Man Show, and everyone was kind of freaking out over Anthony Lamb scoring all those points and, and, and going off, and, everyone, and I got a few few tweets and a few messages saying, why do all these G League guys go off against the Magic? And honestly, I was sitting there as like, he can score 50 as long as he takes that L, as long as he takes the loss at the end of the day. And the way the Magic were playing, like the way Golden State plays, they're not a paint team. They rely on three-point shooting. They're going to take a ton of threes. They're going to make a ton of threes. And really with the Warriors, you know, regardless of whether Steph and Clay are in, it's about surviving those flurries. It's it, the, the way the Warriors really beat you is they put that flurry, those flurry of three pointers on you, discourage you, get you out of your game, start making, start having you take a ton of threes, um, and try to outscore them. And, and you can't outscore the Warriors because they're still a pretty good defensive team. 
And so what was impressive about the Magic did Saturday night is, yeah, the Warriors had that flurry of threes in the, in the first quarter. They, they had a few flurries here and there in the third and fourth too. But the Magic never wavered from what they wanted to do. Um, my big concern in the first half was that the Magic weren't getting the foul line enough. I think they only had nine free throw attempts um, at halftime. And I was like, they got to get to the line more. They got to get to the get to the paint more. They can't just settle for three-pointers. And, and that was really where the Magic struggled in the first quarter. But really from that point on, the Magic were, an aggress- were, were aggressive. They were the aggressors. They were in control. They kept, they controlled the pace of the game. They got stops. They locked out the paint. The Warriors could, did not get anything in the paint and did a really good job spraying out to three-point shooters and contesting a lot of threes. Golden State made their share of tough threes, and you live with those. But the Magic never let those three-pointers stop them from playing their game. They got steals. They got out in transition. They didn't turn the ball over that uh, as, as much or that much. The Magic played their game the entire night. They imposed their will the entire night. They were the better team the entire night. And it was really just a matter of time before the Magic, if they stayed with this, took the lead and took it for good. And that's honestly what's so impressive because, yeah, the Magic were up by 20-some-odd points, but the Warriors never really challenged them. I think they got it down to 9 or 8 at one point in the fourth quarter. But the Magic consistently and constantly put their foot down every single time that the Warriors made a challenge. And I got to give Jamal Mosley credit. He takes a lot of heat from fans for his rotation decisions. He did a really good job letting his bench unit ride, giving them the op, you know, knowing that, hey, they're holding this lead. I can steal a few extra minutes of rest for my guy, for my starters. Cole Anthony was playing well. He gave him an extra stint. He called a timeout, left Anthony in, uh, and then and brought a sub, sub brought Markel Fultz to the to the scorer's table afterwards. He played he played it really, really well and, and showed a lot of faith in his players, and that faith was rewarded. And, and again, that's, again, the process of winning. That is what Jamal Mosley wants them to experience. He wants his team, he wants his players to experience those ups and downs, learning how to manage a lead, learning how to dig down and defend, learning how to get that extra minute of rest for his for his starters, or being rewarded with an extra minute of play because they're maintaining and holding the lead. The Magic made the Warriors concede this game. And that's what makes it so impressive. But while a lot of focus is always on Franz Wagner and Paolo Bancaro, as now the Magic have two 20-point scores, it'll be the first time. If, if that holds the last half of the season, it'll be the first time since 1997 that the Magic will have had two players that average 20 points per game. Um, it's fun, all those fun stats. I, I, that I, I'm going to have to dig up, dig up some new fun stats uh, uh, if some of these streaks get broken. But it wasn't them that won this game. It wasn't Franz and Paolo's mastery that won this game. It was little plays, the little things. And as we talk about the process of winning, it's the little plays that matter most. We're going to get to those coming up here after this quick word. And it's a quick word from our pals at LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve them. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles 
to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. big thing for me um, from this game was, yeah, Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner are, are just absolute studs. They're, they're, they're really good at basketball, guys. Like, they're, 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 they're really, really good. Um, just, 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 just again, just really, really good. Um, and, it, you know, it deserves recognition calling out. Like, you're not going to win without your stars. Um when the Magic were struggling, uh, you know, against the Lakers, the Pistons, both Franz and Paolo were getting their numbers, but not doing so super efficiently. And, and this is just not a team that can sustain inefficient nights from both. They might be able to get away with one, but but not from both. Um, there's there's still a driving force for this team, but that's what keeps the Magic in the game. The kind of plays that win games, the kind of plays that the Magic need to to, to win games come elsewhere, come from other elements on the team. And, you know, you talk you talk so much about what you, what, what you can see in a box score and what's obvious, winning basketball and this team taking huge steps forward comes down to little plays, plays that happen in the margins, plays that don't seem so significant, but... Steal a possession here or there. Um, you know, plays that feel simple and routine because they are. You know, again, this season is all about learning how to win. Learning how to get from a developing team to a team that is winning regularly. And then look, this past month, you know, since December 2nd, this past month has been that. This past month, the Magic have started winning regularly. They're, they're 10 and 9 since Markel Fultz came back in late November. Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony came back in late November. You know, they're, they obviously had the 8 and 9 stretch. They, they lost three. 
they've they've kind of been covering, they've been kind of splitting games, but that's treading water. That's that's a good thing. Being able to scratch out wins while you're still kind of rebuilding rhythm and rebuilding yourself, that's actually a good playoff skill to have. Um, you know, again, just not sustaining these. The Magic should never have another nine-game losing streak again. That's that's kind of where we're at. Um, those long losing streaks, they're done. They need to be done. Like, those those cannot happen anymore. And so, as this team learns how to win, it's the plays that like Markel Fultz was making throughout the game that matter. You know, I, I've seen already a fair amount of hand-wringing about the Magic's point guard position among fans. And, and, and some of it's deserved, and I think we, we still got a lot to learn, still got a lot to figure out on that. And, uh, you, know, you know, both Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony have a lot to prove. But the way Markel Fultz plays, um, while I think everyone expects him to be a, a bigger scorer, that's not where his impact is. His impact is in these really non-numbers-based things that he does that are just winning plays. I, I often marvel and think Markel Fultz just makes winning plays. It's turning the ball over and tracking back in transition to steal it back. Starting his own fast break that ends in a Palo Bancaro dunk. It's being just a little bit of a pest in the backcourt, understanding when you could make a quick steal and steal a possession back um, and, and reset the offense. It's Marco Fultz just has this tremendous understanding of pace and how to measure his team and measure himself to, to, to essentially to run the show, um, to, to, to measure himself to get the team into the flow. Whether it's to speed up, whether it's to slow down, he is always in control. And that's something that can go really unappreciated. That's something that, you know, if you're just looking at a box score, you certainly don't see. But that's something that is very easy to undervalue. And Markel Fultz just continually throughout Saturday's game made all of these just little itty-bitty plays throughout that all add up. And, and I think that's like the big, 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 big picture thing here. You know, again, as this Magic team learns how to win and learns how to do these little things, the little things add up into big things. It's not about hitting the big, big momentum-changing three. It's the rebound that starts to fast break that sets it up. And understanding that each part of this process is important is really a, it's really the big thing for young teams to learn. It's learning how to how to appreciate the mundane sometimes. How to understand how the game is flowing and how to kind of turn it in your momentum. Understanding that when you're down, when you're struggling on offense, it's your defense that brings you back. Those are things that can be tough for young teams, especially to understand. And look, the Magic struggled with that against the Memphis Grizzlies the other night. Um, you know, they definitely fell into that trap of, especially because Memphis is such a fast-paced team, um, of of missing shots and letting it mess up their defense and 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 let it, and letting that frustration bleed into their defense. It wasn't until they got their defense a little bit right, and sure, Memphis still shot the ball really well in that fourth quarter. The Magic just started started making shots too. That all the, all the elements matter. The Magic's defense is what helped them get back into the game. I think they forced five turnovers in the fourth quarter of that game. 
In this game, it was all about their defense. Yeah, Golden State hit eight three-pointers in the first quarter, but they really struggled and they relied too heavily on that three-point line and the Magic did such a good job contesting, forcing turnovers on their own, disrupting the defense. Orlando had 20 deflections in the game, according to NBA.com. They averaged 13.3. Markel Fultz, you talk about plays that, that don't really show up out of box score. He had six deflections in the game. Uh, Jalen Suggs and Terrence Ross each had three. Um, you know, and, and, and NBA coaches will track deflections different. So if any of the coaches are listening, I know that you guys track your deflections differently than, the, than NBA.com does. Um, but, and so I'm sure they had more, by the way, coaches track it. The Magic were extremely disruptive on Saturday night. And you want to know why the Magic won this game? It was because their defense was just really locked in. The low man was there early to, to, to ward off anyone in the paint. They scrambled well to the three-point line. They challenged shots. You know, there were a few actions they struggled with and a few times that Golden State got through. But for the most part, Orlando was just really locked in, dialed in. And even when they weren't hitting shots or even when they were struggling or even when Golden State made a couple of tough shots in a row, the Magic stayed level. And and that's a credit to Markel Fultz. That's a credit to even Cole Anthony for the way that they played. This was an incredibly impressive game. This was... A solid, solid, solid outing for the Orlando Magic. And one they should be extremely proud of. And extremely happy with how they played and what they were able to accomplish. But this is how it has to be every night. And that's the struggle. That's the goal. That's 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 what this season is about. Is making nights like Saturday night. And Saturday night was a really good night. There's going to be nights where there's... There, where it struggles, and, and of course, we've seen that throughout, through the seasons already. That's making the focus, energy, intensity of Saturday night and every night thing. That's what this season is about. And that's, that's why this game may prove to be very, very important if they can build on it Monday night in Sacramento. We're going to go over the final box score, talk a little bit about uh, some individual performances. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there, from pro football to the college football playoff national championship game to basketball and plenty more. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. Don't forget, the final week of the NFL season is today. Congrats to our friends uh, at, with the Jaguars. Check out Locked On Jaguars as they get ready. For the playoffs, as well as our friends friends at Locked On Bucks, that's B-U-C-S, not B-U-C-K-S. It's a completely different Locked On Bucks, although they're also our friends. Um, check out Locked On Bucks for the latest on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to get you ready for the playoffs this weekend. And of course, Bet Online will have all the odds and news and scores that you need to get you ready too. If you love sports podcasts, in addition to the Locked On podcast, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, 
getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. All right, let's chat about the box score a little bit as the Orlando Magic defeat the Golden State Warriors 115-101 to again. Like I said, I, I don't care that Stephen Clay didn't play. And obviously that would have made this game very, very different and a very, very different challenge. I love the process in which the Magic played this game. Um, they took care of business. They, they played very well. They played very even. They were focused. They didn't let mistakes. They didn't let bad plays uh, affect them or hurt them. They dominated the game. I mean, just uh, some some clear stats. A, Orlando was just in a good flow offensively. Golden State was not really active defensively. Um, they were not prepared for the Magic's defense and how good it was going to be, especially once the shots dried up. Golden State scored just 42 points in the second half. That is some incredible defense. Um, and Orlando held them to 19 in the fourth quarter. That is just some incredible defense. Um, I would say Golden State did not play with a ton of urgency when they were down. I think they just expected three-pointers to go in. Um, it, that was really all that kept them in the game. So Orlando, their shooting splits are just really incredible. 50.6% from the floor, 40.6% from beyond the arc, 13 for 32. Paolo Bancaro hit four three-pointers. Franz Wagner hit three. Um, they did. They did a bulk of the scoring, and, and that's fine. You know, I, I, I'd like to see a little bit better balance. But um, look, the two Magic's two stars played like stars and really carried the team. The only complaint I have about the offense, the only only complaint, Orlando missed ten free throws. They were fourteen for twenty four from the foul line. In addition to their struggles to get to the line for most of the night, um, I do think the Magic settled a little bit too much for threes, and this this game could have really been a blowout. This game. Could have and probably should have been a 25-30 point win. That's how well the Magic played. But they left some points on the board at the free throw line. They left some points on the board with with offensive rebounds and second chance points, which you really can't give up to Golden State. Um, and they left some points on the board uh, by settling for threes and not getting to the line even more than they did. But again, those are small complaints because their defense was so good. Golden State shoots just 37.5% from the floor. They make 18 threes, but they're 18 for 58. That's 31%. More than half of their shots from beyond the arc. Golden State really, really settled and really, really hunted the threes. And Orlando did a really good job adjusting their defense to still protect the paint, but still get out to three-point line. Their communication was really good when they when they were scrambling and spraying back out to three-point line. Guys did a really good job closing out, challenging those shooters. Golden State just did not want to attack the paint at all. Orlando outscored Golden State in the paint 52 to 26. That's just a really good sign for the Magic. Whenever they score 50 points in the paint, they're usually going to win. Um, you know, they've, they've had some big point game, point nights where the three-pointers kind of overwhelm them, but um, usually when Orlando's able to get in the paint this much, they're going to win basketball games again. They didn't even get their typical free throws uh, in this one. Orlando led in scoring by Paolo Bancaro, 25 points, 9 for 20 shooting, 4 for 9 from deep. Um, th- I mean, the dude looks like a star. Um, he's just getting baskets where he wants at this point. Um, and when he's hitting his three-pointer, when he's hitting his jumper, it, it doesn't matter what you're doing against him. Um, he's starting to see a lot more double teams, um, even above even above the free-throw line. Teams are really working to get the ball out of him. Golden State was trapping a little bit on screen and rolls to the wings. They were forcing screen and rolls to the wings. 
They were just trying to trap those. And, and you can see Paolo is still learning how to attack these double teams. And that, look, he's a rookie. You shouldn't Rookies shouldn't have to deal with double teams with the aggression and level that Paolo Bencaro is dealing with double teams. Like, he, he may not be an all-star. He is getting the all-star treatment. He is getting... Uh, he is getting to focus as if he is going to be on the All Star team. Um, uh, just again, I, I say this every time I talk about him. Just take him, take a step back and appreciate that um, as he continues to grow. And, and he's going to make some mistakes, but he was really, really good. He made some really nice passes out of those double teams, um, despite it all. Uh, he is he, he's, he's really good and, and had a really, really good game. A lot of his action came in the first half. I think he had eighteen or nineteen in the first half. Second half was all about Franz Wagner. 24 points, 9 for 16, shooting 3 for 7 from deep. Um, Franz was just, he was going to the basket. It was basket or bust for Franz. If he wasn't getting a spot-up three, he was getting to the rim. Um, I, I would like to see Franz reintegrate that mid-range game that he had earlier in the season. We haven't seen that much. Um, but if, he, if, the dude, if the dude can get to the basket anytime he wants, he's a good enough finisher at the rim to make things happen. It's just, again, keeping that efficiency up, which he should. I mean, there's there's no reason he wouldn't. Um, just, just a constant attack. Golden State wasn't stopping him. He was he was aggressively attacking his the mismatches and just doing what he wanted to do. It's just a really, really impressive game. Uh, my, my player of the night was Marco Fultz. I know I talked a lot about him. Here's his numbers. 16 points, 8 for 16 shooting, 5 rebounds, 7 assists, 6 steals. The dude was everywhere, and, and and the reason why I wanted to highlight these little plays, because you could see him a little bit in the stat sheet, because that, that's how big they were, but it, it wasn't just that he controlled the pace of the game. He controlled the pace of the game defensively, too, because he was constantly in passing lanes. He was constantly making deflections. He was just disrupting whatever Golden State wanted to do, whether it was offense or defense. Golden State put Draymond Green on him, so, so Draymond could play safety uh, and just like hang way off him. He did what he's supposed to do. Look, he missed a couple threes. He's willing to take them. But he did what he was supposed to do. He ate that space up, got to a spot he was comfortable shooting in, and made shots. Uh, you know, was able to kind of get into the defense, really make them start making decisions of, do I come up? Do I challenge this shot? Do I, you know, how do I handle it? Uh, and either kicking it out to three-point shooters as, as the defense collapsed around him, or finding cutters going into the space, or going into the space that, that was create that's been created by him getting into the paint. Um He's just a real again. He's a really natural playmaker. That that part's obvious, um, but he's starting to get more confident with the shot and 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 very comfortable with the shots at the spots he's comfortable with. I, I don't think teams are going to be able to play up on him as much. And look, he also squeezes through tight space really really well. Um, this was this was Markel's best game, and 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 it was just because he filled up the stat sheet so much in transition when he has a head of steam behind him. He is going to make the right decision more often than not, and he is going to make a play, and really pull the defense apart because he is very capable of scoring at the rim if you don't guard him. And, and, and that's that's where he is a real threat. Cole Anthony also really recovered well uh, from a really poor game against Memphis on Thursday. Um, so hopefully that will help die down some of the discussion around him that I see fans. You know, don't, like I, like I said, don't overreact to one game. It, it's, it's don't get too high, don't get too low. A game like this shows what the Magic are capable of but they still have a long way to go to make this consistent. And I think that's that's got to be the message is how do we make this consistent? Cole Anthony, though, 16 points, 7 rebounds, 6 for 9 shooting, 2 for 4 from deep, 5 assists, 1 turnover as well. Uh, Markel only had 2 turnovers, though, so 7 assists against 2 turnovers is really good assist-to-turnover ratio. Um, Cole Anthony, just really comfortable. Uh, I think the Magic are doing a good thing 
having him play alongside Markel a little bit, especially early on in his stints, um, to kind of get his shot rhythm in, to, to play him off the ball so he can get some more spot-up opportunities, get some more easy shot opportunities. Um, but having that second point guard also really helps because Cole is really good on the attack. He's an aggressive player. He's looking to score. And teams have to know that. And 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 the key with Cole is not to settle for pull-ups. You know, it, take them when they're there, obviously, but but not to settle for pull-ups. Get to the basket, get to the fouling. He's good at putting pressure on teams. And while, you know, again, he's not the best finisher at the rim, he's gotten a lot better over the years. Um, so he could put pressure on the rim. He's getting better as a passer. Again, five assists to me is is as as important as the 16 points. Um, but when Cole Anthony scores like this coming off the bench, the rest of the team just does better. Um, you know, again, uh, having a healthy bench is a good thing. And, 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 you know, Cole is still learning the sixth man role. I think he's still figuring out how to be consistent. He had, he had a couple bad, he had a couple bad games and honestly he was good against Oklahoma city. Um, even though he didn't shoot, do, shoot and score well, which I thought was really impressive about him. Um, and so he's, he can have nights like this very, very regularly. And, and I think, I think he, I think he can, I think he will, um, you know, as, as the season continues, just a really impressive game. The magic pulled away with that second unit in the, in the same way that they fell behind on Thursday. Um, they really locked in, defended well. They played well together. Cole did some really nice things and, and made shots when he got the opportunities, and that's that's all you can ask for. Last guy I want to talk about, uh, Jalen Suggs. Uh, I'll talk about two more guys. Jalen Suggs played 15-47, so no five-minute cameo this time. Nine points, two for four, shooting five for seven from the foul line, um, leading free throw shooter for the Magic. Um, this you know, again, Jalen's still working his way back. I think the jumper is still a little off and, and, and he's still getting his rhythm and legs back under him jumper-wise. Um, even defensively, I thought he was a little bit slow. Um, you know, so again, I think he'll get that back. I think that's just him knocking off Russ and getting back to the swing of things. Um, but he's still not afraid to go headlong into the basket. He's still not afraid to challenge guys physically. Um, you know, you're starting to see the elements of Jalen Suggs that, had, that, that looked really promising before his injury, but obviously he's just still kind of getting back to health. So a, a good outing and a good showing for him. And finally, Wendell Carter, 13 points, six for nine shooting, 10 rebounds, uh, one for two from three. Uh, really solid interior defense, did a good job on Kev- Kevon Looney. Looney had seven points, did have 12 rebounds, five offensive rebounds. Uh, but again, I think did a really good job helping reset the Magic's defense, did a good job defending the paint, making shots hard in the paint for the Warriors. Um, the Magic did a really good job just to kind of deflecting and, and, and preventing interior passes. Um, so again, Carter deserves a lot of credit for his start uh, his start there, um, but just a, an overall fantastic game from him. The Orlando Magic turn the ball over just 11 times for 10 points, big factor in the game as well. Orlando defeats the Golden State Warriors 115-101. to The road trip continues on Monday against the Sacramento Kings. We'll have complete coverage of that on Monday, on our next episode of Locked on Magic. We'll, we'll have another episode before the game. So, so I'm planning on at least having another episode before that game. So we will chat plenty more about it. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the places on the podcast to your Podcast enable listen device for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, go make your next listen game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Monday through Friday, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. 
That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, it's been Philip Ross. I can see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.